There's a commenter who has talked this episode up to me no fewer than 10 times on three different social media platforms. So I'm expecting it to be Cold Slither times Autobop times Ice Cream times Sex times a million. And anything less will be a monumental disappointment. Opening at a place called MacGuffin Labs is a pretty good start, I guess. Oh, and they actually manufacture MacGuffins here. Some Cobra guys show up to steal the MacGuffin device, but one of the scientists hits an alarm which alerts the Joes. But poor Beachhead isn't going to see it because he seems to have forgotten to cut himself some eye holes. Oh, there they are. So they go off to save the day, but never mind that, here are some orphans. How come we never get a bedtime story, Bobby? Why do you think? Cause we're orphans, Jenny. The key to any good story is orphans, just ask Charles Dickens. The kids are excited to see a G.I. Joe convoy racing by, so they all rush to the windows to have a look. You kids had better be careful or Miss Hannigan's gonna catch you. Remember, she wants this place to shine like the top of the Chrysler building. The Joes, meanwhile, are having their asses handed to them by a single battle android trooper, despite the fact that we've seen them take on dozens of them at a time. Leave it to the only Joe who has his shit together, Shipwreck, to shoot down a Cobra fire bat which promptly crashes and burns down the orphanage. I guess this is why that commenter loves this episode so much, because he hates orphans? We lost our orphanage, and our books, and our toys. Good shooting, Shipwreck. Real good shooting. Ah, give me a break. I'm sorry. Hey, said he was sorry. Back off. To his credit, Shipwreck returns with truckloads of supplies to build the kids a new orphanage. Except... They appear to have been standing outside the smoldering remains all night and crying while he left, made arrangements for this, and came back. You couldn't have maybe set them up with some cots at Joe headquarters in the meantime? Meanwhile, Cobra Commander's fed up with his incompetent Cobra troops, so he reaches out to Zartan for help recovering the MacGuffin device. Which makes total sense, because if you want a team that isn't incompetent, you definitely want the Dreadnoughts, who are currently wrestling to decide the official status of certs. Biff Mint! Oh, candy mint! Brass mint! Oh, candy mint! Brass mint! I assume this was tastes great, less filling in the first draft, but they had to tone it down for a kid's show. Those of you who were not alive in the 80s will have no idea what any of this means, of course. But when has that ever stopped me before? Back at the orphanage under construction, Shipwreck is suddenly one of the Three Stooges, which is absolutely hilarious. No, listen to my voice, I am rolling on the floor laughing, you guys. Actually, it turns out this was all a clever ruse to get out of work, and okay, this is a situation where hacky slapstick is actually justified. Carry on, sailor. Then a kid comes over and asks Shipwreck to tell her a story, and sure, the halfway mark of the episode is as good a time as any to start delivering on the premise promised by the title. The only better time would be in a mad rush, 90 seconds before the end credits. So Shipwreck tells a fantastically animated story, which barely conceals his disgust for his teammates. It's all genuinely funny, which presents a bit of a problem for me, a guy who makes jokes about how dumb this show is. My sweet spot is episodes like Cold Slither, which present absurd ideas with a completely straight face. This is so clearly meant to be the funny episode, and it actually works, so it's hard for me to add much to it. If you want a good laugh, you should just legally purchase a copy of this episode and watch it without my commentary. There. Maybe that'll stop all those stupid copyright infringement notices I get from YouTube on behalf of Hasbro. <laughs> oh look, I did find a way to add jokes to this. Also, if there are none of those big-headed bobble toys based on this sequence, then I guess Funko just hates money. During the story, one kid keeps butting in and talking about how none of this makes any sense. Which, let's be honest here, is a sad, sad way for a person to spend their life. 
<laughs> Leatherneck shows up and sends Shipwreck out into the woods to look for mines, but then he locates the MacGuffin device and then Zartan locates them both and clonks Shipwreck on the head and takes the device. Zartan tries to escape, but the Joes have found his escape copter, so there's only one thing for it now. Take Shipwreck's pants! Meanwhile, Leatherneck sucks at telling stories, so one of the kids goes to look for Shipwreck and finds Zartan, who, remember, is currently wearing Shipwreck's pants. So now he has to tell them a story. Naturally, things take a bit of a darker turn. Please, Shipwreck, it couldn't happen that way. Well, I say it did. That's what always happens. The strong always win. Oh, That's a lot of fun. Don't blame me. Facts of life, kids. I mean, the man has a valid point. Of course, this little girl immediately works out that this isn't really Shipwreck, and all the other Joes are too stupid to have figured it out for themselves, and also they don't believe her. So she ends up teaming up with the only other competent Joe on the team, Shipwreck's parrot. They free him, setting up this confrontation. I think you got my hat, pal. Yep. Just give him his hat back and he's completely ready for duty. Then Shipwreck activates the MacGuffin device, which turns his ridiculous stories into real life, because this is science that we should definitely be developing. But Dr. Mindbender takes a pie to the face, so I can't really complain. 